This is uh, part three of our series, Building a Church, and we've been primarily uh, focusing on um, uh, Jesus, the church that Jesus built. And so we have to say the church that Jesus built because there are so many so-called churches out there that really have very little to do with Christ. And so we have focused on the fact that Jesus is the, the cornerstone of the church and that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the one that brings direction to the church. He is the church along, and we are his bride. Uh, week two, we talked about relationships. Last week, if you didn't have an opportunity to look at that message from last week, you might want to check it out. Uh, we just talked about uh, a healthy church begins with healthy relationships, and we really kind of highlighted in general how to build great, lasting, and healthy relationships. Um, it's not only a, a key to church health, but it's also a key to your own life. Uh, how many know that it's a wonderful thing when you have healthy relationship with people that you love? You can go back home or you go to your workplace and things are functioning well. So, so we gave some really biblical, some really practical applications on how to develop a healthy relationship that will last. And then uh, today I want to talk about this thing called church and why should we attend church? And so in this particular sermon, we're going to answer the question, why do we need to do it? Why should we come to church? Why can't we just stay home, sit back? And watch TV. Uh, I, I, you know, one of the things that we all have to uh, uh, deal with is that this is a generation of technology. Uh, information flows at a very, very fast pace, and you can get information either from from just a telephone. Uh, uh, someone could actually access the entire world at their fingertips. And so, one of the things that we see oftentimes as it relates to the church is we have. Uh, you know, video streaming services, you know, where, where now, uh, you know, there are many churches, particularly those that are a little bit larger, who are streaming their entire service. When I say the entire service, I mean from start point A uh, to point Z, the offering and everything in between. Uh, we have YouTube, like one of the things we do is we post our sermons uh, up on a weekly basis so that people uh, can see. And then, you know, we also have podcasts. And, and so anytime we want to listen in on a sermon or, or get some information or a message, it's right there at our fingertips. Now, I am a big fan of technology. I think technology is important. I think technology gives us the capacity to do so much more and to reach so many more people. But with the advancement of technology, we must be careful not to replace technology with our, our coming together as a people and as a church. Because someone who can sit back and they can easily say, and you know people like this, who simply say, you know what, I don't need to go to church. In fact, I've even heard people tell me that uh, they, you know, they live in Virginia, but their pastor is way over in California. They never met their pastor. They don't know anybody in that church. They don't have a relationship with anybody. But they say, you know what, they're my pastor because that's how I go to church. Because in essence, they don't really understand that the church is much more than just a sermon. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying this morning? That church is much more than just something that you just kind of see on the screen. It's about relationships. One of the things that we talked about in previous message as it relates to this particular series, we addressed the fact that the, that the church is not an address. It is not a building. But the church is the people. And, and so when you hear me use the phraseology that we need to go to church, that what I'm really talking about is our gathering together. Because there are some who feel like that they don't necessarily have to gather together with other believers. And, 
And, and, and one of the problems, the big problems with that is I think that we miss the overall um, uh, the overall message of what the church really is, the overall message of the vision and the mission of the church. How many of you know that gathering together is important? Um, you know, there's a reason why, uh, what's the gentleman name who, who's the president of Apple? Uh, Mr. Cook, right? There's a reason why they just built uh, billions of dollars uh, of a facility uh, somewhere in, in California. And, and that's the place where they meet and, and where they gather. Because it's one thing to see something on video. It's one thing to have this kind of a technological relationship. But it's a whole other thing than to be there, right? We kind of talked about that before. And, you know, you can go to the concert. You can go to a game. But, you know, I can sit here and tell you all about, uh, you know, how wonderful the experience was. But unless you are actually there, you miss something. And a lot of times people are missing a dynamic when it comes to church, when their attitude is, well, you know what? I don't need to come to church because, first of all, they missed that, that, that the church, when we're all connected to the church, meaning that we're all uh, interconnected to each other. And to the degree that we understand that this is what makes the church and that, and that, and that as we are connected together, then we do life together. And in doing life together is much more than just a, a, a technological thing. Um, as, as many of you know, my wife, she just got this job as a flight attendant. So, so one of the things, so, so it requires her, you know, to be away from home two or three days, sometimes a week. And, um, and so, but one of the things that we oftentimes do, and we think it's such a blessing, and we always ask ourselves, what will we do without it? Uh, but the, we like, we FaceTime each other a lot. I mean, you know, like when I say a lot, um, probably, I don't know, two, three times a day, and then usually before bed, we're usually FaceTiming. And, you know, and as, as wonderful as FaceTiming is, you know, the whole conversation of, uh, uh, with regard to our FaceTiming is ultimately about us coming together. Because, because understand something, that as, as much as I can see her on the screen, there's something about that, you know, that I can touch her, I can feel her, I can look into her eyes, I can have a conversation, you know. And that's one of the things that get missed sometimes, even in texting. How many of you love to text? Like everybody in the world, right? How many times have you text somebody or you read a text and you got the wrong message in that text. You know, uh, you know, somebody misread your text. They looked at your text and they said, really, you what's wrong with them? And it, because there's something missing. So technology in and of itself is limited. So so let me say this. So um, podcasts and video streaming, for example, these are meant to be supplements and not replacements. So these things that we use it's not meant to replace our gathering together, but actually to enhance our coming together. Because everything is about us coming together, realizing what it is that God is calling us to do as a people and, and, and how we're supposed to reach the world. Um, so I want to kind of start. I, wanna, I want you to go with me um, to, uh, to 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. I'm going to start reading in verse 14 and 16. But 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Um, and, and before I read that, and, and I know, and I want to say this because I, I know this is a challenge that there are a lot of people who try to avoid church altogether because sometimes church is hard, right? How many know that relationships are messy at times? Um, they're messy. It's not easy uh, dealing with some people. Um, so some people, man, they just, you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to go to church because you know. And there are some people who does who do that. They will not go to a particular church because of a person. Can you imagine that? I mean, there are people like that. I ain't going to that church because such and such go there, and I can't da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh, 
you know, or, or some people find it difficult just to be transparent, you know, because everything that the Bible says about us, the Bible talks about this kind of a, the, there's supposed to be this kind of an openness that we have with one another. And if, if some folks are kind of, their, their, their attitude is, you know what, I don't want to open up. I don't want to be transparent. I don't want to, this is why, now y'all still with me, say amen. This is why sometimes you can be in church with people and spend years with them and don't have a clue about what's going on in their life. And all of a sudden, bam, boom, whack, boom, what happened? Because the whole time they've been holding it. How do you know that church, church, it's about doing life together. It's not about a song. How many of y'all get what I'm saying? It's not just about a song. It's not just about a sermon. It's about relationship. And relationship causes me to be transparent in a way where I begin to open up and say to you, here's some things that I'm dealing with. But there are some, and I've said this before, but there are people who walk in a church and their whole goal is to get in there and get out as fast as they can. And, and they walk out with the same problem, the same hangups, the same issues, and they never, ever dealt with it. And they never tapped into the body and to the resource that God has given us. How many know that we exist for us? And if we don't communicate with us, who are we going to share it with? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying, church? Church is our lifeblood, man. It's, 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 it's where I go. It's where I go when I want to learn, when I want to be taught, but it's also where I go to be encouraged, to be lifted up, and to find out how am I supposed to navigate this thing called life, which you and I both know can be quite complex at times. So some folks have a difficult with that. Some people don't go to church because they don't want to be held accountable. No, I don't want nobody telling me what to do. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. We'll go to the job. You'll take a paycheck from the man. They can tell you what to do, right? But you don't want to go to the house of God with the people of God. Come on, church. And have somebody instruct you in the ways. Of God. I don't want nobody to. How many know that everybody learn because somebody's telling you what to do? Are y'all with me? If your attitude is, I don't want to be accountable to somebody, we'll never become the kind of people that we need to become. Everything about God is about accountability. Everything. It's about accountability, and it's about transparency. And we have to embrace both. And so, going back to now, to 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. Now, as I read this particular text, because I got to slow down here because I'm so excited, as you can tell. So, as I read this particular text... It, 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 it reeks everything I just talked about as it, as it relates to this word body. Everybody say body. body. Now, body is extremely relevant to everything I'm going to say in this particular message. You got to look at this message through the lens of body, because if you see it in any other way, you won't get what God is saying to you today. You won't. You'll completely and totally miss it. But look what the writer here, Paul, is speaking to the Corinthian church. And what's amazing about this church is that Paul was very, very good, as was, his, as was Jesus, with, with using analogies to really bring home a point. And so he, don't, he used his concept as a, as a body. But he, he doesn't use this word by mistake. It is very purposeful because he wants to explain how you and I are intertwined and, and to, to one another. And so he tried to think of something that would really drive home the point, and he thought about the body. And he calls us the, we're the body of Christ or the bride of Christ. But look what he says here in verse number 14, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. For in fact, the body is not one member. Now, I want you to get that into your spirit because you will meet those Christians who act like they're an island unto themselves. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? 
the one who don't go to church, the one who feel like they have to go to church, the one that think they know it all. You ever meet those? <laughs> They, they, they know it all. They don't, need to, they don't need nobody to tell them nothing. They don't need to go to church. Boy, they, they, they figured it all out. They haven't even got their basics. Let me tell you something. If you find a so-called, and the, man, the man said it this morning on the video, but if you find a so-called person who calls himself a deep Christian and believer and mature disciple, and he's not in regular fellowship with believer, and he's not supporting the church, I'm telling you, watch out. Don't, even, don't give a lot of attention to him. Let me tell you why. Because I don't really believe that you can really grow to the full capacity that God wants you to grow without the church. Because you're a part of the body. Y'all hear what I'm saying? You are part of something bigger than yourself. Everybody say body. Paul says here, for in fact, the body is not one member. It ain't just about you. (laughs) Boy, I love this. But many. One body made of what? Many. For if the foot should say, hey, because I'm not of the hand, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, <laughs> because I'm not a, I'm sorry, if the ear should say, uh, am I the ear? if the ear should say, because I'm not of the eye, am I not of the body? He's asking here a rhetorical question. It's a dumb question. Paul knows it. He says, is it therefore not of the body? He's saying, this is crazy. I want you to think about it. My body right now, you see me standing here before you. And there are many parts of my body. My, my body is made up of many parts, right? They got fingers. I got hands. I got toes. I got uh, nose. I got ears. I got eyes. Uh, I got a heart. I got feet. I got knees. I mean, it could go on and on and on. But how many know that all these parts work together? You see, if somehow my hand gets chopped off from the body, what happens to that hand? Come on, church. What happens to that hand? If my aunt, it, it, it died because it can't, because it's designed to be a part of a what? A body. It's designed to be connected. And, and, and Paul is driving home the point. Paul says, we need to see ourselves as family and we need to prioritize coming together. Because what makes this body function is that it's, it's, it's connected all together, going in the same direction with then one purpose. So now, watch. So a body that doesn't come together can't find common ground. When a community comes together, when we do come together, there is a common understanding wrapped around a common goal. Being fragmented causes us to be to be uh, to think individually and to become self-centered. And usually you'll find that a person who's a Christian, and I'm just being honest, that people who don't go to church or are connected to a body on a, on a regular basis, uh, a lot of times they are self-centered. Uh, they uh, are usually very judgmental of other persons and even judgmental of the church. And I want to say this to all of us. And I know sometimes that the church doesn't always do it right. And I know sometimes churches have hangups. I know sometimes there are problems with leadership. I get all that. But here's what I want you to understand. You must support the church. Why? Because Jesus built it. And Jesus built the church, and he called us to be in relationships knowing that it will be hard. How do you know that God ain't, he's not surprised about the fact that relationships are hard? He ain't surprised. You're the only one that trips over that. He ain't tripping over that. Yet he still says, no, I want you to love him anyway. Uh, Yes, I want you to go, I want you to gather with them, and I want you to love them. Well, okay, then I'll leave that one. I'll find another one. And what typically happens there? Come on. All of us, I mean, I've been to several churches in my life, and let me tell you something. I'm going to spare you the headache. 
Gene, Gene, no, no. Listen, I've been in several churches, and every one of them have the same issues. They're just some of them, are, they have more people coming or less, whatever you are, but the issues don't change. Because people are just messed up. Are y'all with me, church? Well, you know, I ain't going to church. You know the favorite, I ain't going to church. <laughs> this is this is this is an all-time favorite, man. I ain't going to church because a bunch of hypocrites go there. I always laugh when I hear that, man. I, I hear I just go off the chain every time I hear that. I mean, it is the most I ain't going to church because a bunch of hypocrites. But you go to work though, they go there's a bunch of hypocrites there, aren't they? I bet there's a bunch of hypocrites at the Redskins game, isn't it? Come on. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, let's be honest. You know, there's a bunch of hypocrites in the grocery store, isn't it? Come on, there's probably a bunch of hypocrites at Wawa. Oh, come on, I'm just talking. There's a bunch of hypocrites almost in every place you go, but you go there. But when it comes to church, no. The only place that I don't want to go to hypocrites are happens to be the church. Can you help me with that? It is demonic at its core. Because what Satan want to do is, if he can keep us fragmented and apart, then, then we can't function together. Because, watch this, God called the body to function together. He didn't make you an island unto yourself. He's, he's, there's one body, but with many parts. And in order for that body to really function, we need everybody doing their part. And we got to understand. And so when we talk about church, we got to talk about church from the standpoint of we. Um, Jesus, if you really look at and you study the life of Christ, when he was communicating with his disciples, that everything that he talked about as it relates to his disciples, when he talked about his church, he was always talking about it in the, within the context of family. Always. You know, one of the things he said in John chapter 17, his prayer, he says, Father, I pray that they would be one. Because he knew that they were going to be, uh, uh, you know, the, the push to try to pull them apart that they were going to be wrestling and fighting, you know, each other. And the enemy was going to try to get in there to keep us <clears throat> divided and, 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 and to keep folks just um, uh, not, uh, sink, not focused on the overall mission of what God has for us. And there's something about our coming together that the purposes of God is realized much better. It's something about when you being, and some of us know that, you know intuitively, you know, and deep in your heart, if you really love God, you know that you're supposed to be a part of a church. Come on, if you love God, you know, you know it in your heart. You know that you're supposed to be connected to a body of believers. You know it instinctively because it's in your DNA, and yet the enemy tries to tell you otherwise. And so what I'm all for, hey, you know, listen to a video, listen to a podcast, but don't let it replace your butt being in the place. Come on. Y'all, y'all hearing what I'm saying, church, and I was being nice. Y'all, somebody say amen to that. Okay. All right. So then let's come. So we're going to answer some of the questions here. I get here some th- we're going to answer the question here. So here are a couple things I have for you. So let's, talk, let's answer the question. So why do we gather together? Because somebody is sitting at home right now, whether, and some, and some of you know people. How many of you know people right there? Come on. How many of you know people who call themselves Christians, but they don't go to church? And you are sitting back trying to figure out what kind of Christian are you? Right? You're trying to be, and if, well, I believe in Jesus. Oh, I'm just saying, the Bible says the devil believes and they tremble. I, I'm just telling, I just know the folks who say, listen, real Christians, are y'all listening to what I'm saying? Say amen. Listen to me. I'm not going to get into the semantics of it all, but I'm going to say this, and I think the Holy Spirit, I bear witness of the Holy Spirit. 
Those who love God loves his people. Amen? Those who love God support the local church. If you don't go to church or feel the need, then you need an awakening. You need a revelation. You need to get yourself fixed because there's something that is wrong. If you are one of those that's, hey, I don't need to kind of go, you know, first of all, there ain't nothing in the Bible that tells us to do that. Come on, church. Have anybody found anything in the New Testament, in the epistle that tell us not to come to church? It, 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 everything about the book reeks and tells us about we need to come together. So, so why do we need to gather together? Well, the first point is, we already said it, because this is Jesus' church. You know, when I tell people come to church every Sunday, it's not me saying, I, this is not Pastor Gary's show. Y'all hear what I'm saying? This is the church that Jesus built. Church is not about coming to a building. It is about a relationship. Jesus says, listen, I will build my church and, and, you know, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That's Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. He said, I will build my church. Here's why I think we ought to support the church, because Jesus supports it. Now, I love Jesus. Jesus is my Lord. He's my Savior. Then, then the most precious thing to him, you, you don't want nothing to do with? Are you serious? You can't love Jesus without loving his people. You can't. You can't. Listen, I know it's hard sometimes. And I know people will work your last nerve. We, how many know, but you know what? For everybody to work your nerve, you probably working somebody else's nerve. It, we all work each other's nerve together, but we need to be what? Together. We'll be nerve workers together in Jesus' name. But that's the beauty of this whole thing, is that none of us are perfect. You know, and one of the things that really helps me with this church is that when I realize in life that, that we're all broken, you've heard me say this on a number of occasions, when, you know, when you look at people as being broken, then you tend to have a lot more, when you really see them from God's perspective, you have a lot more mercy on them, right? You have a lot more mercy on people because you realize that we, see what happened is we put expectations on people that they cannot fulfill in and of themselves. They need the grace of God. You need the grace of God. That's why he tells us over and over again, forgive. He, why is he telling you forgive? Why is he saying that? Because you're going to get hurt. Nobody wants to get hurt. I get it. But this is why, this is, this is how God grows us the most. Y'all hear what I'm saying, church? Another reason why we need to do this is that we're commanded to, to come together every week. You know, Jesus says, why do you call me Lord and you don't do what I say? <laughs> but there's a lot of people, man, say, he's my Lord. You know, as soon as somebody say that to me, you know, especially if I know you, stuff starts start running through my brain. Like, okay, got that. Right on. <laughs> He's your Lord, right? He says, why do you call me Lord and you don't do what I say? He ain't Lord until you submit. <laughs> See, nobody want to hear that. That's, that's not right. That's not, that's not, uh, that's not um, generation X elegant. Uh, 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 not elegant. Uh, not uh, elegant. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, decorum or uh, the, the way this generation wants to hear it. They, they need to hear it. They need to hear it with some little vanilla and cherries on top. You see, you got to get, don't give it to folks raw. Don't want to hear it. Well, I'm, I'm raw. I'm sorry. This is the way I learned. This is the way, this, in fact, how many know you read the Bible is raw? But how many know the Bible says the truth will make you what? 
right? Truth makes people free. Stop keeping the truth from people. Listen, if you call yourself a believer trying to help somebody, then you need to tell them the truth. The next time you got a believer who you know who ain't going to church, I don't care if they're your brother, your sister, your mother. You say, you need to go in church. Why? Because the Bible says you need to do it. You're part of a body and you're in disobedience to God. That's if you even belong to God at all. How many of you are bold enough to do that? And the reason why people are still, mm, the reason why people are still hung up and, and listen, because there's a part of a church that allows it. We tolerate it. It's okay. Because sooner they throw that out at us, man, we like, we just receive it. And then we affirm it. Why? Because we don't say anything. We don't challenge them. People are going to be made free when you tell them the truth. You see what I'm saying? And at some point, if it's because how many know that we're the voice of God in the earth? Christians are. You, you waiting for Trump or you waiting for Obama or you waiting for your party? They ain't going to get it. We're the, listen, the church is the pillar and ground of the truth. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying, church? So the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 25, he says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Don't do it. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. As the manner of some. In other words, there was some knuckleheads back then that were doing the same thing, brother. There was some knuckleheads back in the day that had decided, <laughs> I ain't going to gather. I don't, for whatever reason, I don't need to. I'm smart enough. Or I can read the Bible all by myself. I don't need to. I don't need nobody teaching me that we already said the Holy Spirit come. We want the, we need, we don't need. Boy, this is taking the scripture and just butchering it. How many know that the Bible calls us to submit one to another? And it ain't got nothing to do with how much you know or you don't know. It has to do with humility. And if the body is going to function in the way that it needs to function, there got to be some humility. All y'all hear what I'm saying? There has to be somebody that says, I'm going to humble my, if Jesus himself, who created the heavens and the earth, could humble himself and, and expose himself to a wicked society and allow himself to be beaten and put to death, we ought to be able to submit to one another. Because he didn't have to do it. Lord knows he didn't have to do it, but he did it. Have me know the church attendance. Watch this. I'm going to drop another bomb on you. You ready? Church attendance is not an option. It's a command. Stop. See, there's a lot of folks that treat it like it's an option. But there's nothing in the Bible. When you see the Bible, there's nothing in the book that tells us to, that, that, that we're to function that way. That we're to function. I mean, think about all the stuff the Apostle Paul. What did the Apostle Paul did? Apostle Paul, man, when he got that revelation, man, and God called him to go be a minister to the Gentile, Paul went everywhere he could establishing what? Churches. The church of Galatians. The church of Ephesus. The church of Colossians. The church of the Thessalonians. Y'all follow what I'm saying? These were churches that Paul built. Everywhere he went, he was planting churches. Because he realized that, that we're part of a body. And, and that there cannot be this long ranger mentality when it comes to Christianity. Because the body don't work that way. How many know it doesn't work that way? God always worked within the context of his people. You follow what I'm saying? And there are some folks that tell you, you'll listen to them, but you ever catch them, you catch them. Man, God's called me to do it, and they'll run from place to place. How I many know, brother, we had a brother one time who came with a piano, one didn't want to, and God called me, and, and, you don't let me, I'm going to leave, I'm going, and he went from place to place. Mate, let me play my piano. What a way to build a relationship, right? 
I don't want no accountability. No, I don't want to submit to nobody. No, what I really want is let me play my, because watch this. He didn't have any concept of body. He was thinking only about him what? Himself. He was, see, what the church does, see, what the body does, it makes me think about, boy, it forces me. I got to think about how I would feel. Are you with him? I'm saying? I may not like how she feel, but I got to consider it. Why? Because she connected to me. Are y'all with me? See, I got to see when the Redskins lose and Edwin is hurting, I got to see how he feels. I got to identify with that. As hard as it can be, as much as I want to laugh. <laughs> I got to identify with that. See? See, we're commanded. And we got to get, we got to, we got to push this at it. We got to, we got to start allowing people to sit. And I know now they got, now they call it the, I don't know, they got the, the virtual church. I mean, you heard of that. The virtual church. <laughs> you, no accountability. The virtual church, just join a church online, man. You don't even have to show up. You don't have to show up. You don't even have to shake a hand, brother. You don't have to even look at a person. You don't have to just, I'm a member of the virtual church. And you got a bunch of people running around, man, just, I'm a, what church you belong to? The virtual church on the internet. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, and, and, and you know, I'm, I'm laughing to keep from crying because it's crazy. But that's what we've come to. And, and we can't allow that to happen. See, another reason why that we need to come to church and gather together is that we need to stimulate one another's faith. Now, I like to work out. So, you know, when I go to gym, you know, there's, there, I've, I've been a gym rat pretty much since high school. I've always been in gym, going to gym to work out. That's always been what I did. So, and you know, and I've been all kind of gyms, man. I've, I've gone to gyms, man, when there was like hardly nobody there, you know, and you know, or you know, it's only like two or three people there, and you know, you walk in the gym, man, and you like, you know, if you work out on a regular basis, you have your good days and you have your bad days, you know. There's some days, man, I really don't want to do this, you know, and, and then you know, and sometimes, man, but 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 here's the thing. But when you go to a gym, like the one that we got a gym over here called One Life. Anybody ever been inside of One Life? I know everyone's been in One Life. So one of the things I like about that gym or in any gym that's like that is that there's a lot of people to go there. Sometimes it's too many. I get it. But there's a lot of people go there. But there are days, brother, when I walk in there, man, I ain't feeling it. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I don't feel like running five miles a day. Because I do about anywhere from, you know, 10 to 15 miles a week. And I'm like, I, I don't want to do it today. But man, but something about, but all of a sudden, I walk up in a treadmill. I just got to get there. Everybody say, get there. All I got to do is get it. Now, if I, now, sometimes I'm having a conversation with myself. And I'm telling my, I'm trying to talk myself out of it. I'm on the way to the gym. And, 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 and something I'll keep, I, I'm like, and sometimes I've been talking to my wife a couple weeks ago. Baby, you going to the gym, baby? I don't know. I'll figure it out when I, get, when I hit the exit. <laughs> Depending on how I feel. The reality of it is, is probably 80% of the time, I don't feel like going to the gym. I'm just being honest. But man, something about, but when I walk in that gym, and man, I put on my gym clothes, and I see somebody over there, uh, somebody else in the gym, man, and they're, and they're pushing that weight up, boom, and they're dropping the weight, and the whole gym is shaking, and then I see them talking barbaric language to one another, yeah, yeah. and there's something about that, would be like, uh, yeah, I want some of that, you know, or, or if I'm on a treadmill, 
you know, and a man, and I'm like, oh, God, I don't feel like running it. I got to do five miles. But then I look over next door, and, I, and the next treadmill, the one over beside me, or the one over to my left, the one over to my right, and man, and they're running, and they got that posture going, and they got that, they're, they're doo, 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 doo. and I look at them, I'd be like, and sometimes I can start, and I just look at them, and it's like, oh, man, and then they come run beside me. Oh, boy, all of a sudden, uh, I'm getting energized. You know what I'm doing? I'm feeding off of them. How many know that Christianity is the same way? See, we're supposed to feed off of each other. But how many know that you can't feed off of each other if you don't never what? If you ain't showing up. So one of the reasons why we want to come together is we got to stimulate each other's faith. You know, because sometimes, how many know, alert, alert, you're in the minority. Ain't a whole lot of you in the earth. <laughs> as, as it relates to numbers, you want to do the numbers game, you versus unbelievers. We're in the minority. On your job, how many of you know that you're in, you're the minority? I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you ain't gotta do it. five, two seconds. You, you open the door as soon as you walk in, bam! It's just hit you. Yes, God. Then you start speaking in tongues soon as you get, soon as you get there, man. <laughs> you know because you know you guys got to deal with it. You know, and, and so you're in the minority. So you need to feed off. You need somebody to stimulate your faith because after a while, if you don't do it. I'm going to tell you something, you'll fall to the wayside, and if you're not careful, you'll start to identify with them more than you identify with the body of Christ. So, so, so one of the reasons why we do this, church, is that we got to stimulate each other. See, we come to church, man, sometimes, yeah, I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like reading. I don't feel like worshiping. But, man, so sometimes, hey, you know, maybe, you know, Jean come in all of a sudden, you know, she came in this morning, she was clapping and slapping. Oh, shoo, yeah, man, oh, Lord, that, that lifted my spirit. Y'all hear what I'm saying, church? Everybody say synergy. We, the Bible tells us to encourage one another. Then it says in Hebrews 10, 24, that's the scripture verse. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Look at your neighbor and say, stir me up. <laughs> yes, they, we need to do that. Amen. We need to do that. Another reason we come to church is we need to share in one another's burden. Um, I don't know about you, but when I got some problems, when I'm going through some things in my life, I don't want to just share my burden with anybody. You know, I want to share my burdens with people that get this one, give me a biblical perspective. You know, I'm amazed some folks who say they're Christian and they want to go to the world for advice. I'm just, I'm, I'm, listen. listen. All right, so let me, let me back it up. I got to be careful how I say this. So, um, all I'm saying is, know the angle. See, one of the things about coming to church is, see, when I got a burden, I know that if I go to Diabo, I know if I go to Edwin, that the, whatever Edwin's going to say to me or whatever Diabo's going to say to me, she gonna, they're going to come from a biblical perspective. See, because, the, because what you go through as a believer is different than that of the world. You follow me? They don't have Christ. See, their goal in life is not to live and glorify God. Yours is. So the context that they give it to you must be within the context and the boundaries of who you are as a believer. And the minute that they go outside those boundaries, well, you can just go ahead and do that. Hey, just go. Anytime somebody says, just do what you feel. Oh, that's a, oh, don't ever do what you feel. Come on, church. Your feelings are all messed up. Hence, that's why the Bible said, I told you the other week, I tell you again today, your flesh ain't saved. It never was, never will be. Not the flesh as you know it today. That's why you got to be clothed in a new body. Your flesh ain't saved. So we got to be careful. So I wanna, we want to bear, bear one another's burden. But, but 
But in order to bear one another's burden, how many know that there got to be a dialogue where there's an openness where we talk about stuff that we go through? Don't go sit in church and go through some stuff and don't tell nobody in the church. Then why are you there? Y'all understand what I'm saying? Um, and, you know, and sometimes some of the stuff we got to share with each other is sometimes hard and heavy. I'm not saying just go find anybody. You know, there's some, I just can't drop some things on Abigail. She'll look at me and be like, Pastor, something, she'll be like, Mom, something wrong with Pastor. He's talking crazy. <laughs> something come get, I can't, you know, I just can't go drop it on anybody. Not everybody can handle it. But you know what I'm saying? But there should be somebody within that context that you can go and share with because you have a relationship with, right? Because see, if I have a relationship with you, it's much easier for me to share with you. And, and, and you know, and I'm, let me give you an example. So I had this one guy that I've been known for many, many years. You don't know him. He visited here a few times, but he hasn't been here in a while. And, um, and so, uh, so he's a part of, a, of a, a, a big church in Woodbridge. He and his wife are having problems. I'm telling you the truth. So, and, and here's what my wife said. Because me and my wife would be at the gym, right? Because <laughs> that's where we would see him. And uh, he came to me, and, and, you know, and, uh, and both to me and my wife. And he says, uh, uh, you know, um, we want to meet with y'all. Now, you want to meet what well, you want to just go out and fellowship? No, no, no. We got some marital problems, and, um, and we want to meet with y'all to talk about it. Here's the problem. I hardly talk to the brother. <laughs> I know really. And then he goes, I said, so my first, you know what my first question was, right? <laughs> Have you talked to your pastor? <laughs> no, 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 no. Have you talked to anybody? No, 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 no. We want to keep this. We don't want everybody. Oh, wait a minute. So you want to, so you don't want to talk to the, so you worship here. These are the people that you are supposedly connecting. You don't want to share with them. You want to go find somebody who don't hardly know what's going on so you can hide. So you want to be transparent. How many know it's much better to share with somebody that at least you got relationship with? Right? I got some context. I, I know you care about me. But you don't, so, but this is what people do. They will, in order to, to look good in the flesh, they will go and find somebody that they don't even know because they don't want nobody to see their junk in the trunk. Can I just, listen, all of us in this, I'm, can I, can I get, I'm going to jump right out there in front. See, I'm a pastor and I got junk in my trunk. You see? So if I know I'm a pastor and I got junk in my trunk, I know you got junk in your trunk. So I ain't tripping. I don't go, oh, oh no, I can't believe, woo, No. We all are struggling on this thing called life, but we want to do the will of God, right? So we got, so most people, they just want to do, listen, they want to do church. Y'all know what they want to do church. They want to come to church, sing a song, hear a word, and get out of, get out of here. That's, that's that's all they want. They don't want to, they don't want to say, but let me, what's going on with it? How's your personal life doing? Who are you sleeping with? Are you committing adultery? Are you fornicating? And that ain't none of your business. Well, hey, if you're a Christian, how many know it's my business? Right, because how many know that what this hand do affects its now we're talking about doing church, aren't we? How much do you see that in the body of Christ? I'm just asking you a question. I ain't trying to be funny. Hey, this is community, this is how we build relationships. This is what it is. This is what church this is how it works. And so we got a bunch of fakers walking in the door who are not being healed and not being delivered because they're hiding behind a mask. And they're not being delivered because God has set them or given them the, uh, the body, which is a gift to all of us, and we're not utilizing it. 
the way that it should be utilized. Another reason why we should come to church, uh, uh, that we should come to church, is that it was a regular, normal practice of a early church. It's, it's, this is, I said before, this is not something that's new to me. Acts chapter 2, verse 46. This is not a Pastor Gary thing. The Bible said that they continued daily with one accord in the temple, daily. They kept meeting all the time. In other words, they didn't just meet on Sunday. They met outside the church. They just met. They just gathered. Um, because, and how many know in those days, <laughs> y'all can think about this. I mean, I was thinking about this when I was preparing this message. I was like, Lord, what would it have been like to be a Christian uh, in the days of Acts? Because, <laughs> you know, Jesus just left. And, man, if you, were, if you so-called called yourself a Christian out in the open, death. Now, America is changing. We're getting to a point now in America, man, where Christianity is hated. Y'all, 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 am I the only one seeing this? So if you start trying to espouse biblical beliefs to people, they really get upset about that. You know, they don't want to hear that because, you know, and, 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 and you know, you got to preach something that's totally different, you know, and you can't preach truth because people don't want to hear that. So I believe that we're coming to a point in time in our nation that Christianity is going to uh, endure uh, some really, really tough, hard persecution like never before in this country. And this was a country that was founded on Christian Judeo values. I didn't say this country was perfect, but it was founded on biblical principles. And yet, today, biblical, the Bible is being rejected by almost every point in society. And, and y'all know, and I work in a school. Schools, is, well, I mean, man, how many shootings we get a school year? I'm just saying, it's terrible. But we don't even want people to, we can't even, don't you even pray in here. I mean, that's how crazy things have gotten, that you can't even pray. They're, they're fussing, the other day, there's some, there's, they're fussing, they said, well, we need to stop the praying in the Senate. We need to stop, stop praying. And now they're talking about, you know, this is too much. We need to stop all this, you know. Let me tell you something, church. We're moving into a place right now. That, and, and listen, you can say Muhammad. I'm telling you the truth. Y'all know I'm telling the truth, right? You can say Muhammad. You can say Buddha. You can say any other God that is universe, and they're cool with that. But mention Jesus. Mention Jesus, all of a sudden, they don't even know why. Just something inside of them says, That's, you're, you're, you're racist. You're isolationist. You don't love me. You don't like me. Now, the church got to bear some responsibility in that because, you know, in some ways we've been overly judgmental. And sometimes, sometimes we, we impose things on people that we really shouldn't be imposing on people. You know, uh, you know, I always try to tell people, man, stick to the Bible. If the Bible is silent on the issue, don't try to create laws. <laughs> don't try to make Christianity harder than what it really is. That's all I'm saying. You know, it's tough enough to lay down your life. But, man, we come up with all kinds of stuff. We make Christianity about a bunch of do's and don'ts. And we freak people out sometimes. Christianity is about relationship, church. If they get right with God, God will fix them. God will fix them. Trust me. Just trust the Holy Spirit to do that. But anyway, so we got to share. So this was what they did in, in the early church. They got together all the time, man. They just, they, they, they fellowship, they worship. And, and, and man, they, they, church, we read Acts chapter 2, verse 42, uh, you know, starting in verse number 40. Man, it's just, a, it's a feeling like, man, I wish I was a part of that. Every time I read that, I don't have time to read it now. But you read that, man, you think, man, that's beautiful that those people were like that. But that's the way the church is supposed to function and work, where we care about one another. 
and I said this earlier, and I'll say this again, another reason we need to come to church is um, your spiritual growth is intensified, intensifies, intensifies relationally when you meet up with other believers. Um, you don't know really where you are until you start uh, hanging around other folks. You know, one of the ways that sometimes that people try to avoid relationships is they just don't do them. Um, I, God grows me. God has grown me the most as a Christian in relationships. Y'all remember Moses? Moses was fine up on that mountain, was he? Man, it, 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 face of God. I mean, Moses, he had it. I mean, he's up there in the presence of God, man. It'd be nice to stay in the presence of God, wouldn't it? And not have to deal with people. Come on. It'd be, it'd be nice. Lord, it'd be nice, man. Lord, if I could just stay. I imagine Moses like, Lord, can I just stay right? I don't want to go nowhere. God said, Moses, get off the mountain. Get down because your people, Moses. Wait a minute. My people. Wait a minute, God. Your people didn't corrupt them. Go down. No, do I have to? Yes. You are up on this mountain. Get off this mountain. Go down in the valley and deal with that. That's what God tells us today. He says, look, get off the mountain, right? Because I know you're super spiritual, you know, and, and, God, and God gives you, he takes you up to, to second and third heavens and show you stuff that nobody else seen. I get all of that. But, but ultimately, God does all that so that you can get back down in the mud and in the dirt with the rest of us and figure it out. Um, I've grown, you know, Jesus said this, and this is what this, the thing that in John chapter uh, uh, 13, 35, Jesus says by this, men will know that you're my disciple because of the love that you have for each other. You know, I think about that verse, you know, about the love that we have for each other. You know, what's amazing is that when you think about what love really is, love doesn't mean that we all just get along perfectly. Right? Love don't mean that, man, we never have any issues or any problems. Right? It's just that love endures all of it. That in the midst of all of that, somehow we still figure out a way to coexist and be together and still worship Christ together, even though we may clash at times. Y'all follow what I'm saying, church? So, so Jesus says, he says, people are going to know that y'all belong to me because they're going to look at you and say, wow, look at that. Look at those people over there at 7-5 month Boy, look at that. How did, how did they do that? How? I remember I first went to Grace Covenant Church back in Chantilly. And I, I remember I walked in and, and uh, you know, and I was amazed because the diversity was like crazy. I never seen anything like it. And all I can just say, like, how do they do that? Like, how? How do y'all do that with all? I ain't just talking about racial differences. I'm talking about economic. I'm talking about socially. Just different. But they love each other because there's a common glue that holds them together. And that is the purpose of Christ. And nothing is greater. Their political views, nothing that, none of that is greater than the mission and the vision to make disciples of all nations. That stands supreme. That's the thing that keeps them locked in together. And Jesus says, the people are going to know y'all are my disciples because of love we have for each other. So watch this, church. So if, see, if, so if, 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 if I'm going to, I got to get this relationship thing right. I have grown leaps and bounds because I had people who offended me. I told you the worst hurt I ever got in my life was church hurt. And some of you might know what I'm talking about. I mean, I've lost people in my family. I lost my father, all right? I lost relatives. And can I just say to you that I have never experienced a hurt like I experienced a church hurt. The worst kind of hurt I ever experienced was in church. That was the worst. 
Now, I'm not saying that because, you know, I'm happy about it. I'm just saying it because it didn't keep me away. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm still doing this thing called church because I believe in it. And I learned how to love through it. I learned how to love people to hurt me. I learned how to love people to talk about me. I learned how to love people who have my best interests at heart. I learned how to do it. And yes, it's sometimes I did it in tears. I mean, I literally walked to the church in tears, hurting, thinking I don't want to even go in there. And how many you know what I'm talking about? I don't even want to go in there because it hurts so bad. I don't want to to do it, but I did it anyway. And God told me some. He taught me some things. God grows you the most in relationships. And church is about relationship. And if you want to grow, uh, if you want to grow and expedite your spiritual growth, um, get around folks. Well, I, know, I know you ain't going to like this, but listen. Get around some folks in the church that have hurt you and that, uh, uh, that are sometimes crazy. Um, and love them anyway. Practice that. I know I see Diver back there laughing like, <laughs> practice that. Practice that. Why? Because here's the question. Are they, do they belong to Christ? If they belong to Christ, you ain't got no choice but to love them. So you may as well saddle up. <laughs> Look, Brother Edwin, saddle up <laughs> and go ahead and love them. Go ahead and do, do what you got to do. It hurts. Yes, but you know what? For Jesus' sake, I'm going to do this. And how many know that, that after a while, God will give you the grace, and you'll never be held captive again to people's attitudes. You can be free. You can live free because you learn how to grow through pain. God grows you through pain. And most of us, we run from it. But God grows you through pain. He grows you through I know it's hard. It's a hard lesson, but it was a broken world. But that's the truth. So the more you run, there's a lesson you didn't get that eventually, how many of you have been there? That eventually you come right back around to it. Come on. If you live long enough as a Christian, you'll come right back to it. God's going to see you come. So I'm just saying, go through it, get it over with. You know, go ahead. Go ahead and get your hazing in. <laughs> go, ahead, go, go ahead and get hazed. Some of you don't know what hazing is. Something he did in college. Fraternity stuff. So um, I got to get ready to finish this. Um, but... Um, Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really like this now because I think I, I, I've already gone over. But um, let's see which one. I, I had three here, but I'm just going to I'm gonna do this. Um, okay, another reason why we want to come to church because God, has, God often shows up in the places where it's supposed to be. Um, <clears throat> Acts, Acts 2.44 says, Now all who believe were together. They were together. They were together. It's important. And they had everything in common. You know, um, I have discovered this, and, um, you know, and I think many of you are learning this if you haven't gotten it already. A big part of, and I want you to hear me when I say this, um, and I want you to kind of think of it in a broader context than just church, coming to church, which is so important, which is what we're talking about. But I want you to look at it in a broader context. Here's what I've learned. I've learned this, and I want to share this with you. This is, this is truth that I've learned, and I hope you're listening. But one of the things I've seen God do in my own personal life, and a lot of the blessings that I've gotten from God is because I've been where I was supposed to be, doing what I was supposed to be doing. 
I'm just telling you, you know, there's something about placement that, you know, um, you know, sometimes, you know, and people say, well, you know, and, and I've heard people say, well, I, I ain't going to go to church today. I'll just catch it on the YouTube. You know, you ever thought that maybe the word that God had for you weren't going to come from the pulpit, that maybe it was going to come? It could come from, it could come from Walter. It could come from Diva. You follow? Because your relationship, right? It ain't just about the, the word. I mean, the word gives general direction. But I'm talking about something that's tailor-made for you. But see, if we see church as just, I want to get a sermon, and we don't understand that, oh, there's a relationship. There's another dynamic here. There's a confessing your faults one to another that you might be what? Healed. And they would just say, confess your faults. See, there's this whole other aspect that we're missing, and we're not being healed because we're not confessing one to another. Is anybody listening to what I'm saying? Or, or that, that we're, we're places where, you know, I, I'm just going to say this. Listen, if you're going to skip church on a Sunday, then make sure that you talk to check with God first and make sure your conscience is clear while you're skipping church. You follow what I'm saying? Because you don't want to miss what God has for you. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I don't know about you, but whatever God got for Brother Bailey, I want it all. So listen, listen, yeah, I could stay in the bed, yes. I could go shopping, yes. I, I could just stay, I could go to a game, I could go, yes, I could. But you know what? Do I really want to do that at the expense of what? Is, is God telling me to do that? All I'm saying is you need to talk to daddy first. And we need to, so we need to make it a habit of being where you're supposed to be. Now, obviously, on Sundays, I believe all Christians should be in church. Some folks got to work. I get it. You know? Um, then some people work, and they have, a, they have the ability to change their schedule, but they don't. That's a whole other story. I ain't going to go there. But we need to prioritize coming to church. Y'all hear what I'm saying, church? Make it a priority. And, and listen, and tell God, say, Father, I want, and listen, because, because I believe that a lot of blessing in the move of God, the supernatural things happen when the people of God are doing what they're supposed to be uh, doing. I, I believe uh, going where they're supposed to go. There's certain places you just don't go. I ain't supposed to be there. Why you ain't going? I just ain't supposed to be there. Stay, be where you're supposed to. Listen, if you're supposed to be home at 2 o'clock in the morning, sleep. Be home at 2 o'clock in the morning, what? Sleep. Don't be at the club. <laughs> you feel, you're going to miss something. You're going to get in trouble or you're going to get yourself into something. All of, I'm just trying to help us here. So coming together, church, is important. So I want us to prioritize this. We need to come to church. The other reason right there is because oftentimes God shows up in the places that we're supposed to be. God is showing up today. And I wonder, I wonder how many people who didn't come today who could be missing something and who are struggling with something don't even realize it. Man, you know what? I, I, I just, just got to show up. Because God always works within the context of a body. He's not going to circumvent what he's put in place. Y'all hear what I'm saying? He put the body in place. So he wants everybody to function through the body. He, he does his work through the body. He does his blessings through the body. So we got to honor it. Did y'all receive that this morning? Come and give Jesus a hand clap of praise if you see that word. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed in Jesus' name. Father, we thank